When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Let's talk about the SpaceX Starship today. There is a few things that happened since the IFT2 that we have to talk about. Talked about a little bit in the last video, and we're going to discuss that um, first. We're going to go over some of that stuff first, and then we're going to roll it out to some of the new stuff that Elon Musk has been talking about. Now, first and foremost, we have to talk about the launch pad. Okay, because we know that the launch pad was a huge point of contention for the FAA and the Fish and Wildlife Service from the IFT2 launch. And now Elon Musk, this is from November 19th, so a couple days ago. This is what I was talking about before, a couple days ago. It's just inspected the Starship launch pad. It's in great condition. No refurbishment needed to the water-cooled steel plate for next launch. Congrats to SpaceX team and contractors for engineering and building such a robust system so rapidly. And they had to build this system because... The FAA and the Fish and Wildlife Service, uh, after the first launch, the FT-1 launch, there was a rock tornado that happened underneath here. All the Raptor engines just destroyed this area, and now it's fixed up, of course. The IFT-2 launch happened, and it looks like the water-cooled steel plate for the next launch is in good condition. Elon didn't say anything about any other part of the launch system. Other than just inspected the Starship launch pad, it is in great condition. So we don't know exactly what great condition means, but it seems like there's probably some minimal refurbishment that has to happen before the IFT3 launch, which could possibly happen by the end of this year. According to Elon Musk, Starship Flight 3 hardware should be ready to fly in three to four weeks. There are three ships in final production in the high bay, as can be seen from the highway. So that's Highway 4. If you're not familiar with Highway 4, Highway 4 goes from Brownsville, Texas, all the way down to Starbase. It's about a 20-mile drive-ish, something like that. And you can literally park on the side of the highway and look at anything at Starbase that you want to. You can look into any of the bays that you want. You can just hang out there if you want to all day. It's an amazing place. It's beautiful. It's in the middle of nowhere. And I spend a bunch of time there, and I know how cool it is down there. So if you want to just go down there, you're welcome to go down to Highway 4 and just look into these bays and look at the next iteration of the Starship that will be launching sometime, hopefully by the end of this year. Now, the IFT2 launch. I want to take a look at this real quick because Elon posted something on Twitter X. Magnificent machine with a thousand foot plume. Okay, so we were kind of guessing before. How big is the plume from the Starship? And they do a really amazing job of a slow motion video of the Starship launching. I'm just scrubbing through this real quick so we can get to the plume. Thousand foot plume. So here we go. So the launch tower is about 400 feet tall, right? And then the plume goes higher that we can see in this. And it doesn't quite look like it's a thousand feet quite yet. But it looks like in this video... It's about 600, five, probably 600 feet tall uh, as far as the plume goes, but wide, it goes wide. This is a thick plume. This one is about, if you ask me, I don't know, 2,000 feet wide, 
something like that, probably more eventually once it disperses, it's going to be a, it's a huge plume, but hopefully the fish and wildlife service will see this and they'll take a look at the water deluge system and take a look at the systems underneath and say nothing really happened. I mean, after the first uh, fish and wildlife system or fish and wildlife service report came through and everything was cleared from SpaceX, everything looks good in this one too. So I don't think they're going to have a problem with that. I think the Fish and Wildlife Service, not a big deal for IFT3. Now, something else. Very cool. Four more starships. And this is just posted today. The last of version one. Okay, these are the last four starships at Starbase of version one. What's in version two? Is it better plumbing? better heat tiles. These things are kind of throwaway. And I don't want to, I, I say that very lightly. These are kind of throwaway rockets. They know they're not going to make it. it. They have a very, very good chance of not making it to orbit. They have a very good chance of exploding like over the Gulf of Mexico. Um, so they're, they're put together as well as you could for a project of this scale for the first few launches, right? So these are the last four. They're going to be a version one of this, but we, we're not exactly sure what version two is going to be. Let me know in the comments what you think, uh, what you think version two is going to be like. What do you think is going to be the internals? Maybe there's going to be more Raptor engines. I know there's going to be better Raptor engines. They're always going to uh, improve the Raptor engines in the future. So what do you think is going to happen with these version one rockets? What's going to happen with the version two rockets, I should say, because version one, we're almost over. And do you think they're going to launch one of these by the end of the year? And then kind of go, eh, we're going to build a version two rocket. I don't know. Like that's the, that's the thing. Why would they continue doing version ones? If one of these is successful, it gets all the way to the Hawaii coast, gets all the way to Kauai. If that happens, then maybe they upgrade. Maybe they wait and they upgrade to version two or they do another version one just to make sure that the systems work properly. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it seems like redundancy would work, but if they're a huge upgrade for version two, there's no reason to test version one anymore if version one is successful. Okay. So... As you can see, there's nothing happening on Highway 4. They're not going to be moving any of these rockets down to the launch pad anytime soon. This is the Highway 4 road closures, if you're not familiar. Um, so the only, the only dates were for the actual launch of IFT2. So November 18th, 19th, and 20th, um, you know, these are these are like old history now. So we don't have any new ones. So there's nothing happening in the foreseeable future because of course it's Thanksgiving weekend in America. So no one's really working right now. So uh, maybe next week we're going to get something moved down there. Hopefully uh, they still have some cleanup to do and they still have to make sure that everything's in the right order and things. So maybe, maybe sometime next week, we're going to start seeing a shift of things down towards the launch pad so they can do some more testing before the flight of IFT3. Now we have to move on to something a little bit more controversial, and I want you to keep an open mind here, but I'm going to be looking into this from a perspective of somebody who is a fan of space flight, but also somebody who doesn't put up with other people's BS, right? And I don't like inflammatory um, people. I don't like inflammatory language. It just does not serve a purpose. It gets emotional. Especially if you're going to call somebody out, do not use inflammatory language. So there's some of that 
in this from um, another golf is possible. Okay. And I have no problem with any of these people, right? With uh, uh, another golf is possible. I think people that are environmentalists are super important. I think people that want to protect the, the lands that we were given by the earth, uh, super important. Those people are important and our land is important. The things and the people, everything's important around, uh, around this starship facility, right? So this organization, uh, another golf is possible and it's made up of a bunch of different organizations. Um, and I'll just read this to you and I'm going to pick it apart a little bit just because I think it's, I think it's important that we, we all kind of get an idea of where these people are coming from and what their ideas are, because it doesn't seem like they're doing this in a very controlled way. Okay. Um, this morning, uh, this happened on the, the flight November 18th of IFT2. And as you can see, um, there are s numerous uh, different organizations involved with this press release. Uh, this morning, SpaceX tested the controversial Starship Super Heavy, the largest rocket in human history, on Brownsville's Boca Chica Beach. Everything about that sentence is true. Controversial did not need to be in there. Local residents witnessed for the second time this year, the rocket launch shaking their homes and an explosion that caused debris to fall on low income community, the wildlife refuge and on lands that are sacred to, uh, to tribes in Texas. Okay. So there's been reports of people, you know, of dust flying off of the starship, um, launch pad and the surrounding area, because it does, it kicks up some dust. I mean, the whole place down there is a, it's sand. I mean, there's no other way around it. It's sand. And if you have 33 Raptor engines blowing uh, exhaust and fumes and whatever, it's very clean actually. So it's not fumes and exhaust. It's just kicking down um, pressure onto the ground. Sandals go up. It's just physics, you know? So people witnessed, you know, some debris, which is probably sand from uh, like a, a light sand on their cars, maybe on their homes, but caused debris to fall on low income community. Um, they didn't go into, uh, you know, into detail about what this community is. They didn't say anything about like who these people were, which I can understand, you know, protect people. I understand that. Uh, so let's go on to the next one. And from here, I'm a big proponent of Starship. I'm a big proponent of SpaceX. But like I said before, I want people to be protected. So if these people did have any sort of, uh, debris fall on their homes from the starship. I don't see how they could. I'm just going to be honest with you. They're 20 miles ish away from Brownsville and they're going away from the city of Brownsville. Uh, low income housing in Brownsville is, uh, there's plenty of it. Um, you know, launch shaking their homes and explosion that caused debris uh, on, on the low income community. So they use these terms, low income community as a way to invoke emotion. So low-income community, you think, oh, man, these people don't have it too good. You know, they don't have it too well. And there's debris falling everywhere. There's this giant chunks of rockets, right? That's not how it is. It's probably just like a light dust of sanding or of sand. So for years, Rio Grande uh, 
Valley residents have been outspoken about SpaceX's routine operations, cutting off access to Boca Chica Beach for local families, for fishing, and preventing the Carrizo uh, Camacredo tribe, sorry if I butchered that name, uh, from accessing sacred lands for ceremonies, destroying more than 60 acres of wildlife habitat for threatened and endangered species, and threatening public safety with rocket shrapnel blown into the community. Um, so rocket shrapnel blown into the community. Um, there's, I don't think there's ever been a confirmed account. There has been accounts of some metal that has been picked up by some locals, but I don't believe there's any starship shrapnel other than maybe a really early test flight. Please, somebody, if you know, leave me a comment down below because I want to know about that debris. Uh, I think it was maybe, might've been ship eight maybe and there was some metal that somebody found on a beach someplace else that wasn't uh near the the rock facility but it was like kind of far out so let me know if there's anything like that um in blown into the community so this is that's what i'm talking about the community so is the community part of uh, a place where people live or do they consider the beach the community because if they consider the beach community then yeah, there's been shrapnel all over that beach. You know, you can pick up tiles and you can pick up metal and everything all over the place. So, uh, or you could when something happened down there. So um, shrapnel blown into the community earlier this year, 27 Rio Grande Valley organizations signed a letter opposing SpaceX's launching of the Starship super heavy rocket in their community. And, you know, you can protest all you want and that's, that's your right. You know, it's okay to protest. Um, in response, um, Christopher... Don't want to say your name wrong, so I'll just say Christopher with South Texas Environmental Justice Network issued the following statement. Now, this is where it gets funny. Okay. So this is where this person has no idea, literally no idea what is happening with Starship and SpaceX right here. Musk and his pet vanity project continue to pollute and destroy our beautiful beach, coastline, and wildlife. Pet Vanity Project. Christopher. Pet Vanity Project. Do you think this is just, he's just launching rockets so he can look cool? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Just be, be real with yourself. Pet Vanity Project? Who are you? Come on. Um, yeah, so uh, coastline and wildlife. SpaceX, an unnecessary private money grab that only serves the wealthy refuses to follow safety regulations, environmental regulations, and the wishes of local communities and the original people of the land. Musk, act, Musk acts like a colonizer and should leave our lands. That's pretty gnarly. That's pretty harsh. Only serves the wealthy. It's a private money grab. Refuses to follow safety regulations. Okay, so a private money grab it's called a business. It's capitalism. It's a private company. It's not a money grab. They're making money. Yes, but it's not a money grab. If it was a money grab, they wouldn't be in business for 10 years. They'd be in business for like two years, then get out. They've been, <laughs> they've been in business for like over a decade. Come on, Christopher. Um, and only serves the wealthy refuses to follow safety. Okay. So only serves the wealthy. Uh, Brownsville in the surrounding area is one of the lowest income places on uh, in the United States um, only serves the wealthy. I would differ uh, opinions with that because 
Elon and SpaceX came into SpaceX came into the area. Um, they brought a bunch of wealth in. They brought a bunch of money in, and they propped up a bunch of people that didn't have money. People that were out of work. People that had uh, little work experience. They trained them, and they made them into engineers in rocket. You know, they built a giant rocket because of these people. They employ people from the shipyard. They don't have didn't have jobs for a while. Um, I know a few people, uh, firsthand experience. I've known people, I've met them on Highway 4. One of my neighbors, actually an engineer at SpaceX and didn't have a job before this, but was a, you know, was a unemployed engineer and in Brownsville. And when SpaceX came into town, uh, sent him out, sent out this resume, they got hired, you know, and now they have good money and they're, they have a healthy and happy family because of SpaceX. So not a money grab, and it does not only serve the wealthy. It serves people that didn't have jobs and needed jobs. So this is uh, this whole thing um, in the refusal to follow safety regulations, you know, that can be argued because there are some reports out there right now about the safety regulations, and that's something to look into for a future episode. Environmental regulations, SpaceX is doing everything they can to follow environmental regulations. They're, you know, they they follow all the rules of the FAA, the Fish and Wildlife Service, um, the Texas uh, environmental standards, everything. Um, so... I don't believe, and maybe they, they've made some mistakes in the past. We know that, and they've changed those, and they fixed that in the wishes of local communities and the original people of the land. Okay, so some people, original people of the land, uh, Musk acts like a colonizer and should leave our lands. That's pretty strong, too. A colonizer. That's a horrible thing. Uh, colonizers usually, you know, do really bad things to other people. Uh, so I wouldn't say Musk is a colonizer. I'm going to shrink this down so I can get to the bottom so I can make it back up. In response, Michelle Serrano, the uh, Vocas Unidas RGV, issued the following statement. Uh, it's disappointed that regulatory agencies have rubber stamped yet another launch from Brownsville's Boca Chica Beach. There are legitimate concerns about the establishment of a rocket manufacturing facility, testing and expanding its operations in our region, while our communities, and this is part of it, and I have to go to this one, uh, uh, and this is on their their um, Instagram. I couldn't get the second page. Um, not only with the projected launch be a disaster to the Laguna Madre, one of the six hypersaline lagoons in the world, it is also a threat to the biodiversity of the area. Now, the Fish and Wildlife Service already dispelled this. So they went through everything that happened during the first IFT-1, you know, during that launch, and they said, it's not true. You know, it, whatever... Um, water from the water deluge system is going to do it's going to be about the same as like a normal rainy day you know like a, a, a short rain period um so there's not going to be any damage to the hyper saline lagoons in the area um in particular in particular where spacex is established is one of the few bays the general public has free access to recreation nourishment education and emotional healing and that's wonderful it's a wonderful place and i understand that and the people that live there well before anybody else they should have rights to that area um and also there are you know time goes on progress that whole thing too um and it seems like it seems like there's a, a clashing of heads here you know like a butting of heads um 
so and then there's they they go on and on um about the way that spacex and elon musk has destroyed the area especially brownsville and you know the people from brownsville the the people that are uh low income and things like that so uh you know i want to talk about this other point here sydney ribera um revolutionary uh, feminist committee issued the following statement the interim revolutionary feminist committee stands firmly against the destructive project that is spacex and its harmful effects on the land water wildlife and people of the rio grande valley we recognize that uh colonialism um manifests from capitalism in the exploration of natural spaces and resources and spacex demonstrates this in its blatant disregard for legal procedures et cetera, et cetera. Further, as an environmental scientist, which is amazing, I highly recommend that SpaceX update its 2014 environmental impact statement to address concerns accurately. Um, so the environmental assessment was updated a little while ago. Um, that's They had to update it in order to do the IFT-1. So um, no jeopardy, yet it concluded that no jeopardy to any species and no adverse modification to critical habitat would occur. This is a disservice to unique biodiversity um, in a proper EIS would not permit SpaceX to operate here. They have a proper EIS as far as the government goes and as far as uh, legal legalities go. Um, so I'm, I'm in both camps. Um, I, I do agree that people should be able to use this area for their own good, you know, for their own um, healing, uh, for their own, um, you know, for their rituals, things like that. I think that's important for people because people are people. I don't want people to be happy. I don't want people to be able to do whatever they want. You know, it's a, it's a free country as they say, you know, and it's Texas. So you should be able to do whatever you want in Texas. Texas is a wild place. So um, there's, there's a part of, uh, there's a part of me that is a hundred percent with SpaceX, like do what you got to do. Uh, but also, you know, you have to protect the environment. You have to protect the people and the culture that you've, you've, um, you know, you've kind of stumbled upon there, you know, like, because I'm sure Elon and SpaceX wasn't really a hundred percent aware of the culture that surrounded the Rio Grande Valley in this area. I'm sure they did some research, but I'm sure they weren't as aware as they could be. So that might be why some of this is happening as well. And they just have to work with these people and make sure that everything is okay. You know, and of course there's kind of, it's going to meet in the middle somewhere. You know, these people are pestering Elon, you know, and Elon feels like they're pestering him, but he's pestering them by shooting rockets off. Um, yeah. So there's, you know, they go on, they go on and I could read more about uh, of this, but that would take like two hours if we want to discuss the whole thing. Um, so I believe that they do need to preserve this area in my own personal thoughts, but I also need, uh, they also need to launch rockets to Mars. So how do you do that? There's a fine balance and not everyone's going to be happy. And I'm sure Elon and SpaceX would just like to go buck wild at Starbase and just do whatever they want to do. But that's why there's rules and regulations. And that's why there's, you know, uh, environmental impact studies and the fish and wildlife service and the FAA. You can't just do that. So, um, if these people have an issue and they bring it up to the court system and they bring, you know, to legal systems, um, yeah, then I don't think that, I don't think this is going to get resolved for these people anytime soon. So it's a weird thing to think about, you know, you don't really want to think about 
other people that are kind of, you know, they're kind of struggling and they have other views that aren't a hundred percent behind SpaceX because I'm a, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a huge proponent of this stuff. I want them to launch as many rockets as possible. Um, but if it's hurting people, there has to be a way for them to not do that. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. That's the, that's the only thing we can do is we'll see, you know, like, I, I think that's where, what this is going to break down to is like, we'll see what happens. And if these people file a suit against SpaceX, um, due to their cultural heritage and things like that, then we'll, we're going to see what shakes out in court. But for the time being, SpaceX is going to launch a rocket in December, hopefully. And that'll be IFT three, maybe the last of the version one rockets, maybe another version one after that. Like I said before, leave me a comment down below. Let me know what you think. And then uh, we will, you know, we'll see you in the next one. Join the flight club. Hit the subscribe button if you listen that to that whole rant. <laughs> I appreciate that. If you hit the subscribe button now, you know you got something out of this video. And if you subscribe and you give this video a thumbs up, YouTube will know that you like space flight content. And if you like space flight content, if you do those two things, YouTube will see that and they'll start pumping you out more space flight content. So that'll be great for your feed. It'll be great for the future of spaceflight because it could get more people excited about Starship. So that's it for now. Take care, everybody, of yourself. Wait, did I say that right? I didn't say that right. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you in the next one.